0: Welcome back, everybody, to Louisiana Football Live here at Peace on Johnston Street. You can hear me now, can't you? Yes, sir. Isn't that amazing how that stuff works <laughs> when you don't have operator error? Raging Cajun Director of Intercollegiate Athletics, Dr. Brian Maggard, uh, our guest on this first uh, part of the show. Have you recovered yet from that trip? Because I haven't.
1: Yeah, I know, barely. Uh, it's uh, Those are exhausting, as we were talking about. When you play at 7 o'clock at night on the road get home at 2 a.m., thank goodness we gained an hour, but it, my
0: body didn't feel it whatsoever. No, uh, no, as a matter of fact, by the time, I think by the time I got home, got everything unloaded and went to bed, it was 2.30, and yes. that was with the time oh, change. Oh, that's right. No, that's so, exactly So right. body-wise, it was 3.30. I'd, yesterday was kind of a lost day uh, for me. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow's Election Day, and uh, there has been, um, I think, a concerted effort for quite some time now for the last several months uh, to place emphasis on Election Day and encouraging student athletes around the country to exercise their democratic privilege and uh, go out to vote, Sun Belt conferences no exception. And uh, tomorrow is going to be a, a real dead day because nobody's doing anything tomorrow.
1: That's right. The NC2A has uh, uh, banned practices, workouts, things of that nature uh, tomorrow, and. Uh you know, so that's why I'm here tonight and the coach isn't right? right. We had to turn Monday into a practice day and Tuesday will be the off day this week. So but yeah, there's there's just a, there's a lot of initiatives out there, you know, from a NCAA and conference standpoint. And the Sun Belt is certainly um, not without. And so we've been working hard as a league to try to uh, provide opportunities to educate our student athletes, you know, on the, uh, the election process itself. But, you know, how to register. Uh, finding them uh, different platforms to learn about the different candidates and all the proposals and amendments and things of that nature. So we're working hard to educate and hopefully uh, individuals will exercise their right to vote.
0: You know I, and it just goes to show you I guess uh, emphasis and, and how things have changed and, and everything else. I know that by the time I reached voting age and I was one of the first to be able to, vo- to vote at age 18 because it had been 21 and they lowered it to 18 right about the time. I turned 18. And I knew about the process. I knew about the Electoral College. I knew about, I knew about all of those things. Now, I've got kids that are going to be voting for the first time, just like you have student athletes that are going to be voting for the first time. And I was a little amazed at how little they knew right. about the process. So when you start talking about doing an education thing as to how all of this works, it's something they didn't necessarily learn in school. No, absolutely not. And, you know, I don't think it's an age thing
1: as well. I think there are a lot of middle, middle-aged and older people who still don't, you know, necessarily understand whether it's, you know, the, the processes that are in place from electoral vote standpoint, majority vote, things of that nature, but also then just how and where to find uh, resources to better understand where different candidates for different offices stand on different platforms and um, different initiatives. But at the same time, we're also trying to help our student-athletes understand that it's a lot more than just a presidential election. There's a lot to vote for uh, in this election, and we're just trying to provide guidance and insight to them so they can make decisions based on I, how they I, want to I vote. think
0: for just about everybody the toughest part about voting is when you get to the constitutional amendments because first of all they're written in legalese right. which you know not not a lot of us understand and it's not something that you don't see it talked about a lot on television uh, there, there aren't a whole lot of uh, buying ads that say vote for vote against whatever and uh, you know I know that um, with with my girls being eligible to vote for the first time I wound up having to sit down with them and do the best I could because I didn't I don't have all the answers and I don't speak legalese, but just going over amendments and stuff. It's not an easy thing. Even if you're a voter who's been voting for years, it's not an easy thing getting ready for Election Day. That's
1: right. You know, if you're not fully in tune with what's going on out there, you're going to struggle, in my opinion. And so its it does take an effort. I think people need to be intentional about learning about what the different proposals and amendments are. And uh, that way you can make informed decisions. But that's something we're trying to work, you know, with our student athletes on. And I think it's going to be an initiative that probably stays with us. You know, I think this is going to be something that will make a priority year in and year out um, and certainly over four years on the presidential election. But uh, but I think it's good, you know, for our citizens to be educated. And, and uh, I know that I've entered many uh, election not very educated myself. So I need to do a better
0: job also. Do you have any idea? as far as uh, this university is concerned, how many student athletes between, I don't know, between May, June, whenever it was that the initiative really started and now have gone ahead and registered to vote for the first time? Do you have a, a, any idea?
1: I really don't. I think Bree might be able to answer that question, but I know a lot have. Let's say that if we have, if we have 400 student athletes, right? I've I got to think, you know, upwards of 75 plus percent you know have. really yeah i think so and so uh it's a little bit hard for us to track and monitor all that based on you know them registering you know out of state and things of that nature but um you just get the vibe you know when whether it's you're you know you're talking amongst a certain segment of our student athlete population or, or uh, just kind of hanging around the facilities and the the department you just get a sense that people are going to exercise
0: their right to vote this year um Billy Napier does most of his recruiting within a six and a half hour <coughs> radius uh, of Lafayette, and uh, nowadays um, you can go ahead and vote early. I remember when right. you know you had to you had to have a note from from the teacher before they'd let you vote absentee. Now you can just go ahead and vote early, but not everybody is within this six and a half hour radius. Uh, I'm I'm sure that those that are have had an opportunity at some point in time to go ahead and and get their vote cast. But when you've got 400 student athletes and not all of them are from Lafayette, Louisiana, um, that makes it a little bit tougher uh, as well. And I gotta believe that's one of the reasons why the NCAA has declared this day, look, we're not gonna have practice, we're not gonna have anything else. We have to give our student athletes the opportunity to vote if they're able to.
1: Right, and that's the key. They just want to provide the opportunity. You know, it's, We know that not everybody's going to vote, and uh, that's each person's prerogative. But you know, for us, as a conference and as a, as a athletics program, we just want to make sure that we educate and direct, uh, help people learn where resources are that they can educate themselves, and, and then people will do what they want to do with that information, make their own decisions accordingly, and, and go from there. Um, what
0: the league the sunbelt conference did come up with a little bit of a program to try to to encourage uh folks to vote to get out the vote were you were the athletic directors a part of those uh those discussions or did that that happen with the CEOs well uh, both so the CEOs and the and the ADs were certainly
1: made aware of and we had some input but that was really driven by the, the conference staff. And uh, it's kind of all under this uh, initiative uh, referred to as be the change. And so um, pillars within that and voter education is one. And so that's kind of the initial thing. I think civic engagement is, is another. And then uh, the third, I should know, but it kind of slips on my mind right now. But those two are uh, what we're just really trying to do is educate and, and inform student athletes, you know, on, on, on various issues, but we also want to talk to them about how do you become engaged in civic matters, right? You know, how do you, how do you actually, if you want to help change something, you know, there's a way to go about doing that. And, um, how do you get involved? How do you connect with civic leaders and things of that nature? And so that's kind of a a second place. The other uh, pillar was it had to do with, um, uh, law enforcement and, and, and trying to, build relations with help people understand you know the role and and the things that law enforcement you know people go through and so it's kind of a three-pillar three-pronged initiative but uh, it's it's really educational in nature uh, but there would be opportunities uh, to provide some engagement you know with different entities as well amongst our student athletes
0: i know that uh that in the past and and this year as well there have been uh, some local law enforcement that have kind of tied in a little bit uh with the athletic department and student athletes talk a, a, a little bit about law enforcement's part and i guess it kind of helps that one of the guys locally who's part of law enforcement mm-hmm. happens to be the all-time leading rusher in raging in history that's right and uh in tyrell fenroy and and i know tyrell has been involved uh, mm-hmm. uh a lot with the student athletes and others have as well that's right and you know again to me the key
1: is is the relationship building and, and we need to make sure we continue to be intentional about doing that, because that's where, through that, is where understanding comes, you know? And and if we have student athletes who've ever had a a negative experience or less than positive experience with law enforcement, you know, we need to help them understand, you know, how police are trained and how they have to go about their jobs, right? And so, on the same token, the the program that Coach Napier put in place uh, with law enforcement agencies and our student athletes, it also allowed um, the law Officers to, to get perspective, you know, from student athletes. So it was really good dialogue that went back and forth. It was done through a Zoom meeting, you know, due to, due to the restrictions. But uh, it's to me, it's initiatives like that, you know, to get people different to talk, to learn, and to to build rapport and relationships.
0: That's how that's how things improve. All right. Of course, tomorrow is uh, election day. If you haven't voted yet, you're being urged to do so. What, what, about, what about you and Kerry? Have you guys
1: voted yet? Uh, no, we'll go tomorrow, probably early afternoon, I'm thinking. But uh, yeah, look forward to it. And I'm, I'm a huge uh, proponent of voting. I think it's our not only our civic right, but a, c- a civic responsibility and uh, it's something that we take serious and we look forward to
0: casting our ballots. All right, just uh, a, a little bit about football before we let you go. Uh, Cajuns get another victory on Saturday, homecoming this week against Arkansas State, and an announcement today that kickoff uh, for the uh, game on uh, November 21st. 21st?
1: 21st. No, well, November 14th. November 14th. 14th. November 14th You're right. uh, getting ahead of myself. Against
0: South Alabama announced today that that kickoff is going to be at 1 o'clock. 1 p.m., and that will be on ESPN+. Plus.
1: And so uh, that'll be an opportunity to uh, have an early afternoon game. You can get in, get out, uh, and allow people to have, you know, their Saturday evenings to themselves, watch more football, <laughs> should they like. And, uh, but, no, we're looking forward to that uh, early afternoon kick. We think weather's going to be fantastic, you know, for that. And so we're excited.
0: The weather is going to be gorgeous. Uh, gosh, it looks like it's going to be gorgeous for a couple of weeks yes, now. And, and agreed. That is uh, that is wonderful. Saturday, uh, Arkansas State, another 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting the way that this all worked out because I think if you had a normal season where you had the ability to have 35,000 people at Cajun Field, mm-hmm and you had your normal tailgating and everything else, those 11 a.m. kickoffs might not resonate as well as they are. But since you're not doing that, you know, you get up, you go to the football game, then you got the rest right. of the day to yourself. I'm all about it. Agreed. And, and those games are
1: great when you're on the road, when you're the visiting team, as we know, right? As, 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 uh, as we got reminded uh, that's, last that's uh, Saturday. Right. Yeah. But, no, to your point, I think it's the restrictions we have, things are working out, and uh, the 11 o'clock kicks, which we've had a lot of, um, you know, Aren't a bad thing, because again, folks, like you said, will have a good majority of their
0: Saturday afterwards to do other things. And this uh, this football team now is five and one. I'm excited.
1: I really am. You know, it's. Uh, I was sitting here as I was driving into work this morning, listening to Coach Napier on uh, on ESPN 1420. You know, there's. He's gotten. A, a lot of questions there's been a lot of dialogue about well the team didn't play that well and you know there was you could feel a sense of disappointment right sure. in, in fans but I was thinking to myself the fall of 2017 when I got here you know we were hoping we were hoping to win six games to get to a bowl game and now we're frustrated because our team who's five and one right isn't playing you know at the what may be perceived as the highest level that they can play that's a good problem to have. I'm okay with that. Um, and so yeah. what I like about it though, Jay, is expectations are high. That's what you want. That's how you compete for and win championships. And uh, credit to Coach Napier and the staff and our football players that uh, they've, they've taken us to that level. And uh,
0: to your point, we're five and one. You know, I, I remember, and, and of course, if you do something long enough, you're going to have ups and downs. And you know, I, I remember a two year period where the Cajuns won exactly three football games. Cajuns in their last 20 games are 16 and 4, <laughs> and that, to my knowledge, is the best 20 game streak in school history. And so 16 and 4 is good. It's a- really good. Eighty percent. You win eighty percent of your games. Yeah, you that's were, good. I think you were telling me that on the bus uh,
1: Saturday night as we we're driving oh, in the no, airport. Oh no, stick with me. You'll learn all sorts right, of stuff. That's right. All the all the uh, data <laughs> and uh, you know. And we also we have an opportunity, you know, to um, to break the regular season winning record as well this year. That's it. That's it. So, but we take them one at a time. We all know that, yep. and uh, we absolutely know we you know we want to. To, to play at our highest level. And his uh, coach would be the first to tell you, you know, we've been the sum of many parts so far. Different aspects of the, of the game have helped us win thus far. But the key word in that sentence is win. You know, we are winning. And so is winning, winning, a good thing. Winning, winning is, is fun. Definitely, winning, <laughs> winning is definitely fun. And
0: winning on Saturday against Arkansas State would be an That's awful right. lot of fun. You guys are still learning about this relationship Yeah between Louisiana and Arkansas State. And the funny part about it is your counterpart at Arkansas State, Terry Mahodra, is a good friend of yours. He's
1: a good friend. And uh, he and his wife, Julie, are good friends with Kerry and I and I think the world of them. And so, you know, from that standpoint, it's not that it's hard. I mean, I want to beat every team we play. But uh, of all the ADs, you know, he's certainly one that we seem to, to have a, a good relationship with, whether we're at meetings together or stuff like that. So, yeah, well, if but you – come
0: kick time. I was he about, knows that I want to beat him, and, I, and he I, wants to beat I me. was about to say, if you if you feel badly for no, him. I never feel you, bad. Uh, that, because you'd be the only one yeah. in this room, I'm just saying. Things
1: that make me feel bad for my counterparts
0: after a game is, like,
1: if their flight is delayed going home. Right. You know, or their food isn't delivered, things like that. But uh, when it comes to the competitiveness, I'm I'm all about sending them home with a loss or, as I Saw Larry Tice Saturday night in San Marcos. I was was not sad to leave there with a win and make them 1-7, I think it was. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is what it is. Been there, done that. When we return, Bree Wade is going to visit with us. We're going to talk uh, about uh, recruiting and also a little bit more about Get Out the Vote, and that's all coming up. Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier from Learfield IMG College.